0: Have won a football game. You are Locked On Panthers,
1: your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome into a victorious edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every Wednesday throughout the rest of the regular season and maybe playoffs, I'll be answering your weekly Wednesday mailbag questions either at me or DM me over on Twitter, at Julian Council, to get your questions in for this week's edition of the weekly Wednesday mailbag right here on Locked On Panthers. At long last at long last the Carolina Panthers 15 the Houston Texans 13 the Panthers improve to a mighty 1-6 here in the 2023 NFL regular season of Eddie Pinero Eddie De Niro's 23 yard walk-off field goal y'all it feels good man it has been a while since January week 18 last year where Eddie Pinero Walk-off field goal. So, is that what needs to happen for the Panthers to win? Just get it to the fourth quarter and then have Eddie walk-off? Is that how they just want to win games moving forward? I'm cool with it. It reminds me of 20 years ago in 03. Now, that team went to the Super Bowl. This team's probably not going to do that, where we kept kept seeing John Casey have the walk-off field goal. So, that's how they want to win games moving forward. I'm totally cool with it. The only thing I really care about is winning football games. And the Carolina Panthers finally went out there, and did that on Sunday at home in Bank America Stadium against the now three and four Houston Texans. And it was clunky at times, offensively, Thomas Brown's debut. We're going to, of course, talk about that on today's show. I wasn't overwhelmed and really that impressed by the offense, but when it mattered most, they got it done. And really, that's all you can ask. When you get the ball late in the fourth quarter, 617 left in the clock. You have to drive it down the field, down by one point, needing a field goal. You have to, in those situations, drive the ball down the field and score. 15 plays. 86 yards, using the entirety of the 6'17 left, the Carolina Panthers get it done with Pinheiro's field goal. Bryce Young was under constant duress throughout today's game. And yes, we are going to have an honest conversation about Ikiu and what the Panthers should do and can do about what appears to now be an issue at left tackle. But Bryce Young was able to stay poised, was able to make plays, and a team that struggled to run the football when they needed to run it. When everyone knew in the stadium, when the Houston Texans knew they were going to run, the Panthers ran the ball with success to be able to drain out the clock and set themselves up in position to kick that game-winning field goal before all the shenanigans of jumping off sides happen and the whole, I don't even know if it was a tactic to get into Eddie's head, because that's not going to happen. You're not getting into Eddie Pinero's head. You saw the stat on the Fox broadcast. This guy does not miss kicks in the fourth quarter at home. Yeah, we know what happened last year on the road in, in Atlanta. He doesn't miss anymore. He might have missed one last time out. We're not concerned about that. We're not going to talk about the extra point that he missed earlier today, even though I just brought it up. We're not concerned, because Eddie Pinero, in this situation, has shown he he's going to make it aside from that one time he didn't make it but again that's not important because he made it today and the Carolina Panthers are 1-0 and this week but 1-6 and overall either way he got it done when it mattered most but when the Panthers had to get down the field they did it on that fourth down it could have been an absolute calamity with Miles Sanders, who saw his his role reduced significantly today after struggling, whether it was with health or just performance in the first six weeks of the season—really five weeks since he sat out the Miami game before the bye—seeing Chuba Hubbard take over in that spot. He cut in front of Adam Thielen, and briefly, I thought that Adam Thielen was going to drop that ball, and the Carolina Panthers were going to go fall to zero and seven, and it was going to be yet another heartbreaking edition of Locked On Panthers. Instead. Thielen hauls in what was the catch of the day of the season thus far as it helps up the Carolina Panthers to where they convert next, get the first down, then they can run out the clock. I thought that Bryce today was really good considering everything that went against him as the Panthers quarterback in today's game. We looked at the first half. I thought CJ Stroud had some excellent throws. I think he's going to be a good player. My first time getting to see him play, I thought he was fine i wasn't overwhelmed uh but i thought it was fine i think that'll probably be good and i haven't i've already i'm honest with y'all i don't watch the texans i'm sitting here watching the panthers and coming on talking about it here on the podcast on bleacher report i don't have time to sit around and watch the houston texans and i'm damn sure not gonna do it throughout the week so my first time getting C.J. Stroud, i think he'll be a good player good for him but bryce young is better than cj Bryce Young also does not have Nico Collins. He does not have an explosive player like Tank Dell. Did you see that spin move in the first half? We got a quick glimpse of what CJ's dealing with, with the actual protection, albeit the Carolina Panthers got two sacks today, but the protection and the young explosiveness that they at least have at wide receiver. And then you see what Bryce Young's dealing with running for his life, getting sacked six times, not being able to protect his trust his protection, getting to the top of his drop, not having his receivers open. And despite all of that, Bryce found a way. And that reminds me of the Bryce Young I saw last year at Alabama. You, I get it. Bama, five stars everywhere. They win titles. Nick Saban, Heisman Trophy winner after Heisman Trophy winner, seemingly the last seven years there at Alabama. I get it. But really, when you looked at the weapons that he had a year ago, it was Jameer Gibbs who's yet to make an impact in Detroit, and that was pretty much it. That's what he was working with. And despite that, Bryce found a way to win in Austin against Texas. He found a way to get them in position to win against Tennessee. He had him to get to overtime against LSU. He found a way. They might not have won all those games, but he found a way. And today, I thought Bryce Young really grew up. With Thomas Brown in his year as the main play caller, finally, in the right decision by the Carolina Panthers, I thought that Bryce Young had his best performance as a Carolina Panther. And I felt that over the last couple weeks, you look at the fourth quarter against Detroit, the start of the Dolphins game, that he had started to to play better, gain more confidence, look more comfortable. And it was only going to get better and look better with Bryce Young, given time and age. The more experience he got, the more time he had in the system, the more simplistic. It looked, and having one person in his ear, the better it was going to look for Bryce Shunk. Oh yeah, that and whenever the hell he gets an offensive line that can protect him with consistency and some actual talent out wide at wide receiver and a run game. They ran for 44 yards today, so Bryce had to go out there and get it done. And the team got it done. It's a team effort, a team win. We're going to talk about the defense because they played their tail off. Frankie Luvu, mama's in the house. She must have made him some American Samoan cooking. I don't know. But that boy played his ass off like he does every single Sunday. And another reason why, come Tuesday at 4 p.m., he better be a Carolina Panther. Because you're not winning games like they did today without a Frankie Luvu on the roster. So Bryce Young... 22, a 31 today, 235 yards, one touchdown with sack six times, fifty-five sack yards. Ridiculous. Had a one of three point six rating, by far his best rating so far in his young tenure and career here, in Carolina in the National Football League. I thought that Bryce was as good as you could have hoped. And I thought that he went out there and he quelled any sort of noise about, hey, we took the wrong guy and that things didn't work out, that, oh, CJ should have been the pick. And maybe down the road that might be the case. But I felt like coming into this week, no matter the result, it was way too early to make any sort of determination um, whether Bryce or CJ were the right guys. Now, you look at the head coaching situation, maybe you can decide because that – is a far more overarching than just the quarterback position, which is only one piece of the, I mean, 53 guys on the active roster. Obviously, it's the most important piece. I understand that. But Bryce Young went out there, played a better game than C.J. Stroud, and that's not to say that C.J. Stroud didn't play well, but Bryce went out there, found a way to help his team get down the field, to walk off, and to beat the Houston Texans 15-13 to 13 on this Sunday afternoon. And, Finally, 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 I get to come up here, talk to y'all about a Carolina Panthers win, and it's been a long time, 15-13, the Carolina Panthers get it done. Now, Bryce was not the only performer of the day in Carolina, so he got the game ball, so did Eddie Pinero. but the defense, Frankie Lou especially, they looked great, and they're unfortunately, we talk about the good, we talk about the bad, we talk about the ugly, typically on Tuesday's show. But we have to get into a little bit of the ugly as it was a key storyline, Iki Iquanu. Yikes. We'll get into all that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On fantasy football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week. All season long, whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting to waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. And, well, I got a Carolina Panther for you. Panthers running back Chua Hubbard got the lead duties in week eight against the Texans, despite Miles Sanders being available. Although Hubbard struggled to get going in a matchup, he should be fine uh, moving forward in the running back room against the Colts that are not very good up front. The Panthers' power running should yield better results, but Hubbard can also have a bigger impact in the passing game, deliver all around as a fantasy sleeper. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly, brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it and with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time or your money back, plus at these prices, you're burning rubber not cash, keep your ride or die alive at ebay.com motors, eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only exclusions apply it's finally a victory. Three Monday here on locked on Panthers as the Carolina Panthers walk off with a 15 to 13 win on a 23 yard Eddie Pinero field goal against the Houston Texans. They improved to one and six on the season. And hey, you know, you got to win one. Now go win 10 more, get the 11 six and win the division title. And then, you know, just go hoist the Lombardi trophy and have a parade down, trade and try and in an uptown charlotte That would be great, but that's unlikely to happen. But the Panthers finally got a win. We can talk about the implications of finally getting a win and what's ahead, as I have long felt that once they got past the bye, there was a chance for the Carolina Panthers to start stacking some wins. Now, unfortunately, didn't get off to a great start. (laughs) Yeah, 0-6, not good. But now, they can start to build some momentum. Maybe. Crazier things have happened. They can be in the playoff picture come December. Probably not going to happen. I know I shouldn't say that, but still start, win some games, go out there, build some momentum towards 2024 and really develop Bryce Young and get on the right track to where this offense does not look completely anemic like it has all throughout the season. And, Still didn't really look all that great on Sunday, but hey, when I needed it most, 15 plays, 86 yards, use up the entirety of the 6'17 left on the clock, and the Panthers went out there and won the game. But it wasn't just Bryce that went out and I thought played a good ball game and was deserving of a game ball. It was also Frankie Louvu, man. God, this guy's ridiculous. He's so good. Every single Sunday, he brings it. And he hasn't really played all that well the last couple weeks, I wonder... You know, he had the hip pointer that he suffered week three on the road in Seattle, and he's been on the injury report even this week with the hip. I wonder if that bothered him the last couple of weeks, especially against Detroit and Miami, then getting to buy a week, being limited in practice throughout the week, and being able to go out there today. He looked like the Frankie Luu that we have all come to know and love, and he's got to be. One of the favorites, if not the most, the favorite Panther here right now for a team that has struggled to win games since he's been in Carolina. Like, that is a guy you never question his heart. You never question his effort. And he is always consistently making plays when they need to be made. Twelve tackles today, Seven of them solo. Had a sack. Two tackles for loss. Had two pass deflected. Had one QB hit. Like, the dude was everywhere. And God bless him. His mom was in town. First time that she got to see him play as a Carolina Panther. I know on Friday he got to meet Julius Peppers, who went into the Hall of Honor with Musim Muhammad today. Congrat- congratulations to the- those two guys on um, being bestowed that honor. Um, and, you know, you can probably think that – should have been in there first time, but whatever. Not, not a huge, not a big deal. But it was great to see Frankie have that pure moment where he got to meet Pep and just to see one Panther legend and hopefully a guy, Frankie Luvo if he can stick around as he's a free agent coming up in March in a new league year, maybe he can end up being a Panther legend and be able to you know make his own mark. Now they got to win games and actually make it to the playoffs and be memorable for good reasons and not just bad reasons as the teams have been so far these he's played on. But I love what I saw from Frankie Louvu. It's great, too, defensively when you get some guys back. Like Xavier Woods, I think we've kind of underestimated just how important he can be It is for this defense. Eight tackles today, six of them solo. He was constantly up in the box, being able to stop the run, was good in coverage. You didn't have Von Bell for the second straight week as he's dealing with a quad. Not quite sure um, how serious that is. Um, but considering that he didn't put him on IR and he did have the bye week maybe he's back next week. That's just me guessing. I don't know. Uh, but we'll find out more on Wednesday whenever Frank Reich speaks to the media, because he doesn't answer these questions on Monday. Um, but man, Woods was good for them. Jamie Robinson, you wonder who's going to step in there for, uh, Jeremy Chen, who may be on his way out of Carolina, which sucks. I think he's a good player, and I wish he could be utilized more in this defense. He just has not been. Not quite sure whether he's just not a fit, what the deal is there. Um, but Jimmy Robinson came in, the fifth-round pick out of Florida State, who was a two-time first-team All-ACC guy, was at South Carolina star of his career in the SEC. He came out at six tackles, was – Fairly impactful on that defense today. thought Dante Jackson, who has been criticized often in his career for just not being physical enough against the run, and that's where you miss J.C. Horn. Uh, but he went out there, and he was laying his body on the line. We've seen, at times, Dante be willing to do that. He was willing to do that today. When you're 0-6, and, and you're tired of losing and getting embarrassed week in and week out, you go out there and you show that kind of effort. Burns got a sack as well. Derek Brown had a couple of batted balls, and he just continues to play with a high motor and have, make an impact. For defense, has lost Shaq Thompson for the rest of the season. J.C. Horn has now missed six straight games. Uh, Xavier Woods missed three. Von Bell's missed two. You've had Frankie Louvu go out at a time. You've had Dante miss a game. Just be constantly banged up. And even the guys that have played every game – and virtually every snap, like Burns, like Brown, like they've been on the injury report the last couple of weeks. So everyone is banged up and they went out there and they probably gave their best performance of the season considering just how they had been down the last couple of weeks uh, just with the injuries and giving up 31 points per game and just not being able to get off the field. And yeah, they weren't able to get that goal line stand. That almost was the difference. So the Panthers had an opportunity with a goal line stand. They didn't get it. I appreciate the aggression. You're at the one yard line anyways. You got to go for it in that situation. But they weren't able to get out the field. The Panthers were defensively in that situation with Houston when they uh, went up in the game. But I thought the defense made the Texans work for it. And the Texans only had, I think it was like 200 something yards. Let's see. Um, I'll put my phone here. The Texans only had 229 yards, 119 passing, 110 rushing. Look, that's that's damn good defense. Now, against the run, it was 3.7 yards per carry. So, not not a ton for Houston, but still, you don't love to see them give 100 yards rushing. But they're not great against the run, but they were much better against the run. I think this is the best they've been against the run, actually, all season long, as every other opponent had run for at least 130 yards against them. So, the best performance they've had against the run and the amount of carries that the Texans had, they had 30 of them. Not much success from Houston uh, on the ground today. So, that defense – Give Jairavero credit. Give guys like Jamie Robinson that place credit. I saw DJ Johnson had to step in there for E-Tour Gross Grossmanos. He did get carted off at the end. Uh, Frank Reich said it was a, uh, it was cramp. It was he was cramping. So nothing serious, thank God. And a see and a day where my Apple Watch is going off all day long with injuries after injuries to a lot of key players in the NFL. So good to see that's not a, a serious injury appears with DJ Johnson. But a lot of guys had to step up. A lot of guys just needed to play well. And play up to their talent level, and they went out there and did it today. So I really love what I saw from the defensive performance um, on Sunday. Now, what I didn't love was the protection, or lack thereof, um, from the offensive line when it came to protecting Bryce Young, because they didn't. Six sacks, not all sacks are on the offensive line. There was one where it was clearly a covered sack. If anything, it's on the wide receivers for, what do you know, not getting open. (laughs) So Bryce Young gets the top of his drop and no one's open, Malik Collins runs a stunt, gets inside, gets to Bryce. That's on the receivers, that's, uh, and I'm going to put this on quote in quotes, on the quarterback, that, that's not really on the offensive line, because when the quarterback's up there, he's got enough protection, he, he's got to be able to get rid of the ball, but he needs to have somebody open. So that one's not on him. And there was another one, I can't remember who it was on, but there were four that were very clearly on the left side, in particular on Ikiu Kwanu who gave up a sack to start the game, gave up a sack right before the half, and then gave up two crucial sacks there in the fourth quarter that could have ended the game for the Carolina Panthers uh, and led Houston to win if the defense did not step up and get the ball back for the offense. Icky, he struggled, man, and we talked about in the preseason. I didn't want to make too much of it because there was such a large sample size from last year of what this offensive line was and could be. I knew going into the year that they were probably going to uh, be – A rung below where they were last year, just knowing that Austin Corbett was going to miss however amount of time, and that turned out to be the first six weeks of the season as he made his debut uh, this afternoon, and by all accounts, it seemed like he played fine. Uh, They didn't do great running the ball uh, in the interior, so that's certainly a question. Uh, Whether that's Throckmorton, was it Bozeman, was it um, Corbett, or all of the above? I I don't know, but that will get better uh, with time. And Calvin Throckmorton, he started at left guard instead of Chandler Zavala. That makes sense because Zavala's been terrible. And, again, he's a third-round guy. He's a, a day-three pick, fourth-round guy. Give him some time. Hopefully, he'll be good. Fingers crossed. Who really knows? But Icky, there's really no excuse for him and his regression. Like We could not have foreseen um, Brady Christensen going out and then trying to figure out who's going to play left guard. You, you knew that right guard was going to be a question with Austin Corbett. Uh, but other than that, everything should have been fine. But for Ricky Aquando to have regressed the way he has, that is concerning for someone the Carolina Panthers used significant capital to get last year. Sixth overall. They had their pick of all the tackles in the draft, and they went with Icky. And he started off last year, got his ass kicked by Myles, Um Garrett, because that's what's supposed to happen when you're playing against one of the best defensive players in football, and you're a rookie. You're supposed to get beat. And he did. And he got beat again in New York against the Giants. But after that, he was terrific until, well, when it mattered most, he wasn't. He gave up a sack, and Sam Darnold does what he does best, and he fumbled the game away. So Iki had been good last year, and you go to the preseason this year, he's struggling, giving up some sacks, and you're like, dang, man, you can't be giving up that many hits on your quarterback that quickly. And it's okay. It's just a just preseason. It's just a preseason, but then when you get to the season, you see all the false starts in Seattle. He keeps giving up sacks. He gives up four today there were some legitimate concerns there with Ikea Now, what do you do? Do you move him inside the guard? Well, who then who plays left tackle? Brady Christensen's not around. Do you want to play David Sharp out there? Do you want to play Ricky Lee? You, there's not really any better options. Do you Just Throckmorton, who's played tackle, do you put him out? Like, right now, it's a sophomore slump. Maybe it's something bigger where he needs to play a different position. For the Carolina Panthers, they just got a – how they go out there and learn through the trials and tribulations and hopefully get out of this slump, if it is even a slump, or maybe he's just not a good left tackle. We'll find out. But he needs to be able to play better, obviously, moving forward. And then if he can't do it the rest of the year, because he's going to have to stay at left tackle the rest of the year. He's going to have to figure it out, whether he does or doesn't. And then in the offseason, that's when you got to figure out what's going to happen. Because you look at the starting guys, uh, who, at least the guys who are rejected to start coming into the season – they're all under contract next year. There's a log jam at guard. You have Corbin under contract. You restructured his deal. You can't really get out of that. So you got him. You have Christensen who'll be coming back. You have Cade Mays. You have Zavala. There's too many guys at guard to where it's like, oh, it's that simple to put Icky there. Because then what do you do at left tackle? The Panthers don't really have a choice. Icky doesn't really have a choice. He has to play better. He's got to figure it out. Because if he doesn't, he's going to get his quarterback killed. And God. Robert Smith was driving me insane, bringing up the same thing over and over and over. Maybe I do that too. So maybe I'm calling the kettle black. I don't know. But either way, he just can't y'all, the quarterback can't take this. He's so small. He's not going to survive. It doesn't matter if he is 5'10", 190, if that's what he really is, or if he's 6'6", 245, whatever Cam was. If you get hit constantly playing this brutal game, eventually you're going to break. So that's really the point. It's not the size of the man. It's the fact that you can't Take Keep taking those kind of hits. So, so Icky's got to play better. I mean, that's the one thing you look at Sunday's win. Thank God they got a, one, a win. If, if you really look at it, the one negative is Icky Iquando not playing well. I still have faith in him. I mean, they don't really have a choice. He's got to play left tackle. He needs to play left tackle. He needs to figure it out. But right now, yes, it's deeply concerning. But Bryce Young, his ability to stay tough, to fight through it, to be able to get his team down the field and win the game, what Adam Thielen has been able to give them, uh, Chuba Hubbard, even though he didn't run the ball well, uh, being able to just run the ball and get the carry—I mean, get the um, the yards when they needed it—that is a positive. A lot of positive to take away from this game, and still, of course, things they can work on because um, they only scored 15 points. But still, it's a W, man. 15-13, the Panthers walk off, and they're win against the houston texans on sunday when we come back we'll look at the keys to victory as they actually finally that happened and look ahead to what's in front of the carolina panthers as i do think they have a chance y'all potentially to uh go out there and stack a couple of wins we'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. But whenever the game clock stops, that's time to order in with DoorDash. Order pizza, wings, soda, burgers, or even just buns on DoorDash and get it all delivered without missing the game. One of my favorite places to do that at is right down the road from me over at Hawthorne's Pizza. Go ahead and get pizza, get wings, and enjoy your Sunday and enjoy your Carolina Panthers winning a game. Score football seasons, best deals on groceries, restaurants, retail, and more. All your favorite restaurants and stores from retail to grocery are on the app, so you can shop everything you need to get game day ready. Stock up on your favorite appetizers and order all your tailgate gear on Doordash, then get ready to watch your team. Get 50% off up to a $10 value. When you spend $15 or more on your first order, when you download the DoorDash app and enter code Locked23, subject to change terms apply. That's 50% off up to a $10 value. When you spend $15 or more on your first order, when you download the DoorDash app and intercode code lock 23 again subject to change terms apply
1: is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy either way join keith sanchez and damian parson for mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast.
0: Part of the Locked
1: On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: Every Friday, I give you the keys to victory. And so far this season, up until today, well, the keys did not really uh, lead to victory as Carolina Panthers did not uh, fulfill those keys. But today... They got the win 15-13 over the Houston Texans move to 1-6 and six on the season. And they have opportunities ahead of them to start winning some games and maybe uh, turn around this season and make things interesting in December and, and early January, but we will see still plenty of things to work out and figure out uh, before we can really have that conversation. Uh, but key number one was to find consistency with the offense. Uh, yeah, I didn't really do that, if we're being honest. I do think, though, that Bryce Young – Again, as I said, I thought that Bryce played his best game as a Panther. He was able to fight through all the pressure, be able to make some plays. He had that throw to Adam Thielen. That was a great catch by Adam, first off. That was a great catch by him. But Bryce, just to give him an opportunity after Chuba got blown up, man, by whoever the rusher was. But for Bryce to go out there to just even keep his his head down the field and throw it down there. He also had opportunities to, like the DJ Chark, I think, had he had a drop on one of those. I think another one DJ was able to catch it. Um, ooh, I think there's another drop that had happened, but, uh, it's a great throw that he had. It's Jonathan Mingo, 40 yard game, the, the biggest passway of the season. That's telling. Um, uh, so the passing game, it's getting better. Uh, I felt like that was overall solid. Uh, it would be nice to get some more options out there, but Mingo, I thought he grew up today. Thielen kept doing his thing. And Raheem Blackshear, I love what I saw from him, especially the, the return that he had, that the Panthers, they got to do more with that. We talk about complementary football. They just to go three and out after that, get nothing, that's not acceptable. But he showed some burst. And it's just interesting to me how a guy who the, team, how the coaches kind of – they talked them up back in OTAs. And I get it, it's OTAs. They're just trying to fill time. Maybe they don't really believe it. And they're just kind of throwing stuff out there. But we saw Blackshear last year have an impact in special teams and also in offense uh, when he got an opportunity. And for him to play well in OTAs, to look good in the preseason and get no opportunity at all, I don't really understand that, especially when they've needed some sort of burst on offense. And you looked at what Tank Dell was able to do. can Give me something like that. And he's been the closest thing we've seen from the Panthers as far as having that kind of explosiveness. And I know LaVisca Chennault, somebody – that people will like to see get utilized more. and He probably should be. But I'd like to see more of Blackshear moving forward, whether uh, whether Chenault is healthy or not. Because he showed me something in the limited opportunities he got today. And that's something that we're wondering who would be more involved with Thomas Brown taking over. He's one, and I think mainly due to injury. Uh, you also got to see, of course, Chuba be in more of a featured role. His mm, rushing total wasn't great. 15 carries for 28 yards. Like, that's not – it's not it wasn't great it was bad uh, but that's not also all, all on him the O-line did not do a great job go back to getting stonewalled there uh, in the end zone like that right at the goal line that's terrible you can't have that happen and that's happened far too often over the last 3 4 years here in Carolina where the interior of the offensive line has not been able to get a get a push getting blown up so Hubbard when it mattered though he got the rushes that they needed Black, she only had 3 carries for 5 yards Miles Sanders 2 carries 0 yards that's gonna be a contract. I was looking at it on Track, the place for contracts, by the way, earlier today, and they can save 2.2 million if they cut him post June 1st. I don't know uh, what team would be stupid enough to trade for him, so we're not even going to have that conversation. They're just gonna to have to eat that because he's just not giving them anything. And yet a reason, and yet another reason why I don't believe in paying running backs, especially if they're just another guy like him. So yeah, that sucks. But 24 carries, 44 yards, 1.8 yards per carry. That's not good enough. They have to give Bryce more of a run game. So offensively, pass game did what it needed to do. Run game wasn't great. So they didn't really find a consistency. But when it mattered most, again, 15 plays, 86 yards, round of the clock, won the game. Get after CJ Stroud, sacked him twice. Uh, they put on the Fox uh, broadcast. he got sacked 11 times in the first two weeks. That was led to two losses. He got sacked last time out against the Saints. The Panthers were able to get a sack on him. You saw Brian Burns get one. You also saw um, Frankie Luva get in the action. You love that. They got after CJ a little bit, didn't get a ton of pressure on him, but he wasn't sitting back there able to pick him apart. So the Carolina Panthers definitely did a good job with that. And then be aggressive. Uh, they went for it on fourth down when they needed to at the goal line. That's an obvious one. I didn't love the field goal uh, call that they went out there and did right, and I think it was the third quarter. I didn't love that. I think it was right after the turn. Yeah, it was right after the intercept. Not the, It was the fumble, the first fumble they've gotten this season. It was right after the fumble, and they go three and out, and they kick. And I just would have liked for them to try to be a little bit more aggressive in that situation but overall Frank Wright came out and he said that he thought Thomas Brown was aggressive in his play calling. And I thought Thomas Brown, he cooked up some interesting stuff. Uh, it wasn't nearly as effective as you would hope. And that's part of why I've been saying that, Hey guys, he can call the plays. And I think it makes sense for him to call plays moving forward, but a lot's probably not going to change because the offensive talent is not great. Hayden Hurst, he had an egregious drop. He was only targeted twice today. You wonder what his role is moving forward. as Tommy Trimble started at tight end. And that just seems to be another one of those signings where you're paying him a decent amount of money and he's not giving you anything. That might be another contract they have to eat. And they have to do better. Have to do better drafting. Have to do better when it comes to free agent acquisitions. But it was enough today because of the most important acquisition that they have is Bright Young, and also that defense that has been much maligned, has had so many injuries going out there and making the plays necessary to win the game on Sunday. So kudos to all of them. Kudos to the Carolina Panthers in getting this win. I felt like coming out of the bye, the Panthers had a chance to start winning some games. That's the most frustrating part about not being able to pick up at least two wins in the first six weeks of the season. Now it's a 17-game season. you got 11 games left to play. Anything can happen, and that's going to be the message from Frank Reich. We all know the reality of the situation is they're 1-6. History says that a team that starts up 0-6, that starts up 1-6, does not become a playoff team. We'll see how things work out, and I would be stunned, obviously, if that's what develops with the Carolina Panthers. But they have a chance to be a better football team. I, Even when they were 0-6, and just looking at the first couple weeks of the season, I never felt like they were the worst team in the NFL. And Bell Parcells, you are what your record says you are. I just looked at this team shooting themselves in the foot several times to where they should have at least won two of those games, primarily against the Falcons and the Vikings. Without the mistakes, I think they are better than those football teams. Uh, so they don't do it. So I did not feel like this was a team that was that bad. Like the, When you look at the way they were playing, yeah, right now they're bad, but I don't really feel like they were actually that bad of a team. The injuries play a role in it. The experience plays a role in it. A lot of things played a role in the 0-6 start. But now, you beat a team in Houston that I thought like they could beat. And I said on Thursday when talking to Cody Davis of Locked on Texans, I just had a gut feeling they would win this game. And I look at Indianapolis next week, and I feel like that's a game that they can win. And I right now would say they're going to beat the Colts. So you're 2-6. and six, Still not ideal. You get Chicago on Thursday night football on the road. The Bears aren't good. Whether it's the Tyson Badgent guy or Justin Fields playing quarterback, I don't really give a rip. That's a football team you could beat. So they could win three straight coming out of the bye. Now, are they going to do it? I don't know. They still got, that often still is way too shaky to feel confident at all in that happening. But if it does happen, wouldn't be surprised. They're not going to beat Dallas. They can beat Tennessee. Like, there are some winnable games left to go, left on the schedule. I think moving forward, a successful season for the Carolina Panthers, considering the absolute crap start is winning six, seven games. They can get to 6-11, 7-10, which would match the season total from last year. They can get there. It's going to take a lot of work, a lot of progress from Bryce in the offense, in the defense, getting healthier, and playing the way they play today. It, it's going to take a lot of variables to come together for the Carolina Panthers in order to be able to do that. But looking after for Sunday's game and seeing how they were able to respond out of the bye and still have things go against them and find a way, I'm encouraged by that. So that's really what I want to see as there's, you know, armpit sweat there. So I want to see that moving forward. So we'll see how it works out. I do think there's some winnable games. I think there's going to be more of these kind of shows where we're actually happy about it. And maybe there'll be some frustration because it's like, dang, why couldn't you have just picked up a couple of wins early in the season? But it is what it is. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours, Julie. Julie and Council again, y'all. Make sure to check out the show. Monday through Friday here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscriber follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And, of course, we're live here on YouTube following every game. And because I'm not going to be doing the Bleach Report thing very often now as far as after the game, we'll be doing some other stuff throughout the week with them. I should be here right after the press conferences are over, so maybe about 45 minutes after the game, maybe 30 minutes after the game. So just be here. Check it out. If you subscribe, you'll probably get an alert. I don't really know how it works. Uh, but either way, if you don't, you can always check it out over wherever you listen to your favorite podcast but in the meantime be safe be happy be whole and as always baby keep pounding
1: if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason look no further than the locked on nfl scouting podcast